What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Unfinished Business Podcast. We have Eric Jensen, one of our favorite guests, uh, back on the show, End Zone Podcast host. Uh, I've been on there a few times. It's pretty fun. Eric, uh, he has some very questionable takes on there when I'm on there. Uh, but Eric, how are you doing? I'm fine. I mean, I would not call my takes questionable. I, I call that- them factual. Oh, man. See, I can't get behind that. Because you said the Browns' offense would be better without Odell Beckham Jr. And they were against the Bengals. They were better without the Odell Bengals Beckham against the Bengals. The Bengals' defense isn't good, though. We haven't really seen them, though. Okay. They have I, I just can't win. get behind that. Who do they, do they play the Texans this week? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to have a good week defense. against them. Yeah, they will. Um, so we're going to go through the Week 10 NFL schedule, and we're going to do like a game draft. So we're going to let Eric pick the first game, and then we'll all talk about it, and we'll give our picks. And then uh, I'm going to get Brad. You're going to get the second game. I'll get the third game, and then Caleb will get the fourth game. And then we'll keep going, so on and so forth. So let's. Okay. I'm going to give you the floor, Eric. Your first pick of the Week 10 slate. So... I'm going to say, oh, there are a lot of good matchups. But I like quarterbacks. Um, And Bill's Cardinals looks pretty tasty to me. Um, Kyler Murray is just coming on right now, and he he is like the past few weeks, he's gotten to the point in his career where he's hitting that, area where it's like oh yeah it's just easy for him like you watch him and you say oh yeah it's just easy for Kyler Murray he sees the field he makes good throws he doesn't make a lot of mistakes he's deadly accurate right now he's had a really insane completion percentage over like the past three games um he is a guy to watch and I mean no one right now in the NFL does the deep ball better than Kyler Murray does it um, and, and yes, that includes Patrick Mahomes. Just nobody has a prettier deep ball than Kyler Murray, hands down. Um, and Josh Allen's a complete mystery. I'll, I'll be honest, because I mean, those first four weeks, he comes out of a gate, looks like an MVP, has three down weeks where he kind of regressed to how he looked last year. And then last week, I mean, had an awesome game totally accurate didn't make any mistakes the offense really moved and I mean large part of that is because they got John Brown back and I think he's a crucial part of that offense he was not practicing today so that'll be big if they don't have him uh but yeah I'm I'm just interested to see how this uh matchup plays out especially because neither of these defenses seem to be very good either I know the Cardinals rank up there in DVOA but They just were not able to stop the Dolphins and weren't really able to stop the Seahawks. And they've had a few games where they've just been – the scores run up on them. And meanwhile, the Bills' defense probably had one of their better games of the season because they forced Russell Wilson to look uncomfortable, which is something that is – I've never seen from Russell Wilson in his entire career. But they made him look uncomfortable and they made him – kind of second guess the game plan and play pretty well. So I think I'll take Bill, Bill's Cardinals. All right, Caleb, I'm going to let you talk because you watched that Bill Seahawks game and, and you saw what the Bills did. Like, what do you think about this game? 
Yeah, I mean, the Bills are really an interesting team when you really just sit there and think about it. They have one of, if not the best corners in the game in Trey White. They have a couple interesting pieces at linebacking core with, you know, just – it's weird, though. Like, they really start a weird team because, as Eric said, you don't know what Josh Allen you're going to get day in, day out. I think that the Cardinals haven't shown that they're a, a great run-stopping defense. So, if the Bills need to, I think they have the ability to get to the run game. But I think that with how Josh Allen played last week, they're going to try and force the pass again. They're going to have another good passing game. And I, I think that the Bills are the better team here. But I could see Kyler Murray pulling off some bullshit and running for 100 yards and winning the game. But I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, didn't they run? Didn't the Bills come out and like pass the ball for like the first fifteen plays against the Seahawks? Yeah, ball like twice in the first half. Yeah, they don't run the ball that much. Moss and Singletary—they're both like serviceable running backs. They're not like anything special. But Allen, I think he's gonna—he wants to do it himself a lot of the time. And uh, if if Brown is healthy, like Eric said, I think that their defense is going to start playing a little bit better. You know, they had, they honestly didn't lose much from last year. And they were a really good defense last year. So, like, I'm just kind of waiting for it to click. And I think that you're going to start seeing it click. I think I'm worried about uh, the Cardinals' defense because I think that, like Eric said, it, it's ranked well, but they haven't played. Like, they have, they've just now started to play teams that are, like, I would say are, are good offenses. Uh, the Dolphins and then the Seahawks. And even then, the Dolphins, they, you know, they went up and down the field on them without Preston Williams for a majority of that game. He, he got hurt. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills here. I trust their defense, and I like Sean McDermott over Cliff Kingsbury in a battle of the head coaches. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go Bills, but I think it'll be close, and this is probably going to be the best game in the slate. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I'm going Bills, and something interesting to think about here, Josh Allen, his first four games was on, was on a hot streak, and then he had an uh, shoulder injury to his non-throwing shoulder and that's where you kind of that's kind of where you started to see a decline in his play and Matt Hassel I think it was Hasselback said something on NFL Live that I was watching he said watch out because this is about the time where this type of injury kind of heals and Josh Allen put on a show so I would I would keep an eye out for that and I think that was the reason why Allen wasn't looking the way we like the way we expected him to look the way he was looking the first four weeks because an injury like that even though it's not your throwing shoulder it like you're not throwing shoulder it that helps the accuracy that helps stuff like that the deep ball he couldn't get as much power on his deep ball and the accuracy wasn't the same so I'll take a look at that I think Josh Allen's gonna be a lot better and be back to the form that we're used to seeing him this season and I think that's I think we're gonna see the Bills better in the passing game I think the running game is something that we question because we expected Singletary to have a bigger season but I am I'm I'm riding the Bills train right now because I believe that Josh Allen's gonna go back to the form that we saw the first four season games. Yeah, interesting point just about Josh Allen real quick. Side note, I uh made a tweet the other day and did like a poll between four quarterbacks, just like for MVP purposes. And there was it's not a huge like voting size and sample size, but uh there Josh Allen received more votes than Russell Wilson did for MVP when the voting was like stopped. So not, he wasn't the favorite. Mahomes had the most votes by far, but just interesting to think about. Um, that might be, I don't know, that might be due to the rushing numbers, but Josh Allen, um, who knows? You might, that brings up a good point though about the injury. Uh, so Brad, let's, let's go to you. Um, 
What what game are you picking with the second? Yeah, why don't we go ahead and start? I want to save all kind of the bigger game, the big and good games for last. So let's can go ahead and start talking about the Lions game, Lions versus the football team. Ooh. Yeah, just to kind of, I just kind of want to get out of the way. I want to talk about it for a little bit because we're we as a Lions team are in a pivotal position right now where we have a about a four game stretch that we really need to win all four of these games if we want a shot at a wild card spot because the schedule starts to get rough towards the end of the season. And with this game, I'm a little scared because they've got a great D line. Their passing, their passing attack is actually, I think it was fifth in the NFL when I last looked. So their passing attack actually isn't bad. I don't watch him, but their offense isn't good. But they do have Antonio Gibson, and we have shown that we can let people run on us however they want, whenever they want. So it's scary. I'm going with the Lions, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, this game is pivotal, in my opinion. If, it, if we lose this game, I want Matt Patricia fired. I want that to be known. Matt Patricia. I mean, I don't you want him fired, fired anyway? Yeah, I want him fired anyway, but say. I mean, he already <laughs> needs to be fired. He's more worried about what he wants for dinner than – Calling plays during the game. It's oh, that's mean. Days. I have a, I have a, a interesting point. That's I just mean. got like a, 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 like a notification. Gibson did not practice today. He uh, did. He has a shoulder injury, so I don't yeah. know if he. I mean, you, you, Wednesday practice doesn't really. It doesn't really like doesn't. It's not a tell-all like story, but uh, it remains to be seen. Man, that Lions defense is bad. Yes, it's awful. It's just awful. I, you know, I had been impressed with them over the past few weeks because I thought they did a pretty good job against the run against Atlanta, yeah. and then who, then who did they play in the next in the next week? The Colts. They did a pretty yeah. good job against the Colts, and then Dalvin Cook happened, and, and he's on another level. So he's a maybe maybe he's a it's just how good Dalvin Cook is, and the Lions' yeah, run defense isn't that bad. This is this is a good game. I I think uh, also interesting. Akib Talib is going to be commentating this game, so that's that's kind of. That's kind of exciting. Uh, uh, Washington football team ranks uh, fifth impressor percentage. Uh, that's, a, that's a big number. Uh, they've got 27 sacks. That looks to be about the third most in the entire league. Uh, so that has definitely been a strength for them uh, this entire year. But it'll be interesting to see what happens at quarterback for them too because they're starting Alex Smith this week. I don't think he can score. I don't think he'll like, be able to score points. And I just – okay. I'm going to be labeled as a hater for saying this, but, like, Alex Smith is a great story, but, like, he, he hasn't been a good NFL quarterback since even before his injury. Like, people forget that season before his injury. Yes, they were a little bit spicy. They looked like maybe a playoff team, but he was playing sub-average the year he got hurt. And – he just doesn't really have what it takes to be, you know, a great NFL quarterback anymore. Because what, what made Alex Smith special before that injury was his mobility. Like, that's what made Alex Smith special was he was fast. He had sneaky speed. He could hurt you on the ground. He, his offensive lines were never really an issue because he could get away from pressure. But he's a different guy now. I mean, he, he is not a guy that's going to get outside the pocket and his arm strength isn't great. His accuracy, he struggles with accuracy in my opinion. And you know, the, the knock on him his entire career is he just doesn't push the ball down the field much. Um, so that's just something to watch. I, I wonder if it, it, it really surprises me. They didn't go back to Dwayne Haskins. Like he must've really pissed someone in that building off because he, you just the fact that 
after Kyle Allen got hurt, they were like, okay, we're basically going to go to our third stringer instead of saying, hey, this season's probably a lost season anyways. Might as well throw in Dwayne Haskins and see what we have from him the last bit of the season. Like, he must really not be taking coaching. Like, he, he must – there must be real problems with him within that building. And to me, that's a major red flag for any team that might think about trading for him. I certainly wouldn't want him on the Broncos. Yeah, I, I feel you. I think that's the biggest concern with the football team is the fact that Haskins isn't playing and he's literally a what he's basically a rookie quarterback. Well, let's just call it what it is. Um I'm just I don't know if they'll be able to score points. Is Matthew Stafford is he is he healthy, Broad? He's playing. He was he, I think he passed concussion protocol. I think they just didn't put him back in because we were getting our ass kicked anyway. So what was the point okay. of putting him back in? Yeah. Um Galladay's not playing, I'm assuming. So. He was out today. I mean, it was Wednesday practice, but the hip injury yeah. is pretty serious. And he went out. He'll probably be out this week. So I don't consider him playing this week. It's not that big of a test. I mean, two and six Washington team. I'm I'm gonna go with the. Who did I pick on our spreadsheet? You picked the Lions. I went with the Lions. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lions. I'll stick with it. I'm not confident about it, but I'll stick with it. Um, I think that this game has the potential to be that weird game that's actually good because I could see the Lions just not being able to stop Alex Smith for some reason, which, you know. And I know Okuda's hurt too now, right? Yeah, and he's been struggling anyway. And McLaurin would be another tough matchup for him. So Um, he wouldn't get McLaurin. I think Trufon or Coleman would get McLaurin. I don't think Okuda would. Were you going to say something, Eric? Yeah, I just had a question for the Lions fan here, Broderick, right? Um, Like, like I get it. You don't want to lose hope. But, like, what makes you think this team can be a playoff team? Because I simply simply do not see it. The schedule? I mean, we've beaten – I mean, we've beaten good teams. The Cardinals at the end of the day is a playoff team, and we beat them. So I mean I've seen I've seen I've seen good things out of this team. I saw as as much as it is from Atlanta. Atlanta's been playing really well since they fired Dan Quinn and we beat them we beat them on a great drive by Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford has the ability to lead like big games and win big games in pivotal moments. So I see I see the potential in this team. We've had good run defense. I feel like if the secondary can stay healthy and hopefully get games together with chemistry. Coleman had a good season last year. Trufant, somebody who's at the end of his career but could still be a decent cornerback and hopefully Akuda who can uh, hopefully break out of his shell and play better football than what he's been playing. So there's potential in this team. I mean, I'm not looking anything more than an eight and eight, nine and seven season, if anything. So I'm hoping to just sneak into the seventh spot as a wild card. What do you say? I'm just curious. What do you think of Okuda? I haven't had a ton of time to watch him, but I've heard he's gotten. He's young. He's had very mixed reviews. He's had tough matchups to start the season. He had Adams and Hopkins coming out at the gate with where he was the number one because Coleman and Trufant didn't play those first two games. So he had tough matchups coming out of the gate as a rookie. And I feel like not having the I feel like not having the preseason games, he really didn't get a game really get into the game flow of how NFL is played. So I think it's going to take. I definitely think this year's big. I think he's not going to. I don't think I don't think he's going to have his breakout until next season if it does. I don't. I think this year is going to be. More of a development year, if anything. Would you consider him a disappointment in the context of draft guys like Daniel Jeremiah? Like the the one pre-draft, I'm not a huge draft guy, Tristan knows this, but like the one pre-draft quote that just stuck out to me was Daniel Jeremiah saying, 
yeah, Jeff Okuda, he's going to come into the league and he's just going to be an all pro for the next 10 years. And he just hasn't looked anything near that. Are you disappointed by that? Are you worried or does, or are you worried about like the fact he has not played that well, like not even I mean, of at course, the Pro Bowl level? Of course it raises questions. I'm not worried, worried because like I said, it's his rookie year. So, I mean, I mean, it t- sometimes it just takes development from players like this. So, I mean, it's a rookie. It's his rookie year. Yes, there's question marks on his head, but I'm not. I'm not at all like pressing the panic button on him by any means. He's what we're eight games into the first season, no preseason, barely really got to practice at all. Like, so I want now. If the next two years, I don't see anything out of him. I don't see any improvement. Then we can, then we can hit the panic button. But right now, I don't see it as a disappointment. You have to have a short memory to play cornerback in the NFL. I'm sure Okuda's, you know, he's been struggling with that. That matchup against Adams, Aaron Rodgers put him on the blender. Yes. Uh, consistently. Uh, but I, I'm not a, I'm not worried about him. I, I think that there's, you know, he hasn't been as bad as some people have said he has been, but he hasn't been good. Like, If you watch the Falcons him. game, if you watch the Falcons games, he played really well. Yeah, in the he played well game. in the Falcons game. I would say against Julio, he played pretty well. He impressed me. And then Matt Patricia, for some reason, decided to take him off Julio yeah, at the end of the game. That was stupid. but you know. Um, so, Lions for me, Lions for Broad, Eric, Lions. Uh, sure. I cannot believe this game got taken that fast. Hey, it's, that's the home team bias <laughs> on the Unconditions <laughs> podcast. Caleb, what about you? What's your pick for this game? Yeah, I, I picked the Lions, but – Kind of, kind of the same boat you all been talking about. That Alex really scares me. He, he just doesn't look to, like Eric said, move the ball downfield. He's never looking for that deep, uh, long throws. He's not looking for those. He's he's a a big dump down guy. He likes likes taking the running back routes. He likes taking the short over the over the middle throws. And I think that that's something to cause for fans to worry. But I also believe that the Lions have enough to really just combat this really bad offense from the uh, from the football team. So, I think just that that right there just gives me enough to, to say the Lions get this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're all going with the Lions, but we're not all confident. I don't think anybody's confident in the Lions right now. It's kind of a toss-up game. All right, I'm going to pick my game. Uh, I think this game has, just like, a severe potential. I don't think these two teams have played yet this year. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks panthers because I think this game – They have played this year. They have. Week oh, two. yeah, they played in, like, week two, right? Yep. And it was actually close. So, um, this came off the off the embarrassing Sunday night football loss that uh, the Bucks had. This is going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting to see how Tom Brady uh, bounces back. So, we will see. But I'm – I just got to watch Teddy, man. Like, I think we're getting this game in our area. So, I'm excited to watch Let's Teddy. Go. I know he played – Played pretty well last week. If I if I was you know if everybody was not lying, uh, last on on Sunday uh, against the Chiefs, it's pretty impressive. Uh, they almost won. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Panthers because I even though CMC is probably not gonna play, I don't think Mike Davis like it's not it's a big downgrade, but Mike Davis has shown he can he can handle like a substantial role of what CMC normally gets. I'm not sure. I think the Bucks kind of got exposed last week. Like, they're going to have to adjust some things on their defense because they're not getting the job done right now on that after what the Saints did to them. 
and I was reading – I don't remember what he was talking about. I think John Ledyard, some NFL guy, talks about the Bucks a lot. And, you know, he was saying, like, he, the, the Todd Bowles, who's the defensive coordinator, he's just not putting the cornerbacks in the right positions. And it's been a trend that they've been leading up to a game like, like they had on Sunday night to where they got exposed. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I've, I've liked what I've seen from Teddy B, but I will say if it gets to a point where he has to lead a game-winning drive, no dice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the Panthers are better than what the record shows. What are they like three and they're three and five right now, right? They've been in a lot of close games, and I think that's the issue is that Teddy Bridgewater has had trouble closing games. But other than that, Ted, Teddy has been playing pretty phenomenal football. Other than late game drives, he's thrown. I think he's thrown about two picks on on drives that should have won games. So, I'm I like the Panthers. I feel like they're they're. They've got the weapons on the outside. I think their offensive line's a little shaky. Their defense is a little shaky. Mahomes was kind of doing whatever he wanted after he figured them out towards in the second half. But I would, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks here, be just because I think they're the better team. I think the, I think their Panthers defense is going to struggle against all the weapons. I don't think they're going to be able to get enough pressure uh, to Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is going to have a lot more time than what he did against the Saints to throw the football, and that's going to help Tom a lot. And he's going to be able to find. The um, Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown, and I think that Fournette's going to be able to run the football better than what he did. I mean, their rushing attack was non-existent on Monday night. It just wasn't there. They didn't I mean they barely ran the football. I think Fournette had about like five. They had, like they ran, they ran the ball like four or five times. Yeah, they went down they, so they, fast. Yeah, they didn't even have a chance to run it. So I think they they're going to go into this game. I think they're going to try and establish the run game first of all. I think that's going to be the key is establishing the run game, and I think that. They're just going to come in and they're just they're more they're the more talented team and they're just going to overpower the Panthers. I think it'll be a good game though. I really do. Yeah. All right. Eric, what about you? What's your pick for this game? I, I know you're not the you're a big Tom Brady uh, hater at sometimes. Yeah, I've decided to flip that. I've decided to flip that. I've decided that life's too short. This this take is real. This this stance of mine has really been coming since since Peyton retired. Really, um, after Peyton retired, like I mean, this man I truly hated. This man I I, I openly rooted for injuries for. I think you could probably find some tweets where I root for this man to tear his ACL. Um, but I mean, I'll just say it. I love Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady this year. I mean, he's he's fun to watch outside of that Saints game, and this is a really good game. Uh, you you made you, you made a good pick because Teddy's playing the best football he's ever played, really, and he just plays the game. The number one thing that I just give him so much credit for is you would never think that he was about to suffer a career-ending injury, like. He's just fearless. Like he doesn't really slide. He 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 had this one play against the Chiefs where he dives for the first down, oh, takes yeah. a hit from the oncoming linebacker. Like one of the most like heroic plays of the season. Um he has some days where he's good, some days where he's bad. Sometimes he makes great deep throws, other times he misses them. He's up and down, but he's fun to watch. And that offense is fun to watch. And Matt Rule is a fun coach to watch. I mean, he goes for it on fourth down. He had a fake punt last week. Like, 
every Panthers game is fun. And their defense has slowly improved. It didn't show out last week, obviously. It's kind of come back down to earth the last two. It started really bad, had about a three-game stretch where it was good. In the last two games or so, they've regressed more. Um, but I, I just trust Tom Brady. Like, I think that that Saints game was such an aberration for him. And maybe the Saints turn it around. Maybe they great, get great. I still want to see it another week from them. But the Buccaneers, like, they're not going to lose – they're, they're not going to miss the playoffs. Like, who cares if they're a wildcard team? Once you get Tom Brady in the playoffs, literally anything can happen. And this whole second half of the season is much like a Patriots season. doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. It's all just getting things worked out for the postseason. And then when the postseason comes, they're still getting things worked out. I mean, they just added AB, and the offense didn't really know how to function with them. I think they're going to look better. This week, I think it might be close, but I'm still going to go with the Bucks. Yeah, I think uh, the AB addition, it didn't look great on Sunday because he just didn't – I don't think he knew what routes he was running. Like, it looked off in the replays. I was watching him running routes. It didn't look like he had – it looked like he literally had signed there, like, this last week. So, I think as they get more time, I think he'll be a bigger factor. And then they got to get Mike Evans going. They got to get Godwin healthy. Like, they need those guys ready for the postseason. And this is probably going to be the classic Tom Brady game where off a bad loss, like a la 2014 when they got exposed by the Chiefs on that Monday night football game, he's going to come back and he's going to throw, like, five touchdowns and he's just going to be pissed off Tom Brady. Like, it's going to be – that's what I'm expecting, and I'm still picking the Panthers because I just – I don't want to see that. Uh, but that's how you're going to be able to tell if Tom Brady seriously lost a little bit of what he what he is because Tom Brady of old is going it would would throw five touchdowns in this week's game like it's just guaranteed. We'll see what happens, but uh, they got they got they got exposed on Sunday, and uh, I was really hopeful for that game to be good, and it was not. Caleb, what about you for this game? Yeah, man, I think you all kind of just hit everything on the head that I really wanted to talk about. I think that. You know, overall, you think about it, the Buccaneers have the better roster, but I think that the Panthers have the ability to really just score some points when they need to. Teddy, when he's on, he hits a lot of great throws. He makes a lot of tight windows. You know, he he is a leader that a team needs. He fights for those first downs. He's not scared to run. He's looking for contact sometimes. Like, he's really okay. He's really come back to, hey, I'll run the ball if I need to. And I think that really helps the Panthers' offense. But I, I just think that – the amount of weapons the Buccaneers have, and kind of like what you all said, Brady had a bad game. He's not going to have another one. So I think that that's just a scary thing to see, and I think the Panthers' defense just isn't going to be ready for it. I think that this game has the potential to be close, but if it's close enough to where Teddy needs a game-winning drive, it's Buccaneers all the way. Yeah, Panthers, I don't think they've lost a game by more than, like, one possession. But I guess it's been – they've been in all their games almost five. Like, I literally I'm, – I'm actually curious because I don't think they have. They lost to the Falcons by eight on Thursday night football. So that's one possession. Yeah. And then they lost to the Chiefs by two, lost to the Raiders by three week one. Yeah, they missed They the lost to the Bucs by two touchdowns. And lost – and they – yeah, nah, nah, I was right. They've been in every game one possession except that Bucs game. So we will see. 
Um, all right, so we're all going with – well, we're not all going with Me and Brad are going with the – Brad, you're going with the Bucks, right? Yeah, I went with Bucks. I'm going with the Panthers. Caleb, you're going with the – Bucks. Bucks, okay. Let's uh, – let Caleb, you're up. Yeah, I, I was kind of expecting this one to get picked earlier, but I'm going with the, the rookie battle here. I'm going uh, Chargers-Dolphins. I really am intrigued Ooh. to see how this game turns out. We saw a really good Tua last week. We've seen, we've seen Herbert be fantastic since he started the, getting the job there in the Chargers. I think both these teams have very hit-or-miss defenses, but I think that we've seen the Dolphins show a lot more as of recently. And I'm just – I'm really intrigued to see how this game goes down between these two quarterbacks because I think this really just – it's going to be a quarterback battle saying, hey, I'm better than you, or, you know, I should have been picked before. I think it's going to be – it's going to come down to these two guys outside of that. That's a good point. These are just right by each other. Five and six, right? Five and six. Uh-huh. And right now, it looks like Herbert should have gone fifth, fifth and Tua would have gone sixth. Yep. Um, no, if, defense. if we're being honest, Justin Herbert should have gone first. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been playing so far, I'd say so. Mm, I can't get down with that. I'm a Burrow guy. I'm a Burrow guy. I'm a Burrow guy. Burrow's it's great. It's a toss-up, but, but... Yeah. Burrow's great. Here's the thing. They're just what's what's Her- Herbert's record? One and six. Herbert's one and six, and Burrow's. Has two oh, one. come on now. Don't be like, a QB wins guy. Come on it now. Matters, though. It, Chargers, matters, though. it matters, though. It's it matters. not because of him, though. It's because the Chargers' defense can't close games. And the Bengals' defense is much better, and their offensive line also sucks. So, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're looking at two trash teams. Uh, like, re- really, they're on the same level at the end of the day. If you look at roster talent, they're on the same level. They're not. The Chargers yes. are better. No. Their roster is better, so that should be yeah, exactly. So that means everyone has more revenue. Yeah, the... but their coaching is worse. No, I don't know, dude. I don't know how bad. Like Anthony Lynn has been a. Anthony Lynn can't win close games. It. He's not a good football coach. They need to move on from him. Yeah, well, there. We I have a certain. Yeah, we have a certain Chargers fan as our friend who who has been adamant. Um. But I, I'm going to go with Burrow, barely. Bear, Burrow. And, I'm Burrow and I want you to come back and talk to me, Eric, after Burrow beats the Steelers this weekend. Because I want you to come back and talk to That's me. A possible, it's a possibility. But who's funner to watch? That's what I, that's what I take out. I like watching Burrow. Who has, who I have more fun better, watching who Burrow. Who has better physical talent? Who looks like they could beat Patrick Mahomes in a shootout? Not Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I'll give you that. Herbert know. looks like he could. They both – I think they both could. I mean, here, let me, let me just say, he is putting up legitimately one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Let's compare it to Andrew Luck's rookie season. Andrew Luck's rookie season, he had 4,593 yards, uh, 39 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. Thus far, through seven games, um, Justin Herbert, 2,146 yards – 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. So that evens out to he'll be near 500, near 5,000 yards, basically. He'll have close to 30 touchdowns, probably. And I, I, he just does not turn the ball over that much. I mean, the interceptions that have come have come in pairs 
of one or one two interception game, but you just has not thrown that many interceptions. I, I, he, th- this does need to be looked at as one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time uh, for Justin Herbert. And if I had to choose a rookie of the year, I'd choose Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. It's a toss up. I think that it's really like we talked about it last week on our show. We think it's going to be the team that finishes with a better record, which as much as QB wins suck, that's probably going to be the deciding factor. Uh, the thing for the future, I think, when they you're have about really these, similar stat lines. Herbert yeah, just they has do. A, a ton more t- – has about six more touchdowns than Joe Burrow does. Yeah. Um, I would say the one thing that I will say about this is Burrow's performance is more sustainable over, like, a long period of time. I think Herbert has to be better, like, in the, interme- like in the short to intermediate stuff. He's really good at the deep ball. But which is, is a huge advantage. To intermediate stuff. I mean, he's, he's like not as good as Burrow throws. is, though. Burrow is dominant in that area. He's, like, the, one of the top five. Like, in Pro Football Focus has talked about that. He's, like, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league at the up to 20 yards throws. And Herbert's, like, 20th. Like, what's more sustainable? If I had to start a franchise today, Bo, you're telling me you'd take Joe Burrow over yes. Justin Herbert? Yes, right now I'm taking Burrow. Well, how old is Herbert? They're the exact same age. I'm taking yeah, Burrow. You're probably right because Herbert stayed in school for five years. I think Burrow's older by a year, though. And everyone wants to talk about – I love Joe Burrow. He looks like he's been here before. Like, he, I've never seen a rookie look like him where he looks like he's totally fits in. But Justin Herbert looks like he's been here before, too. And, and for that matter, so do all these rookie quarterbacks. Like, all right, two, I changed my opinion. Two, two, for that matter, he came into that game last week and looked like he had been playing in the NFL for the last three years. Like, he, he these guys come out of college so prepared. I just I, – I can never, again, take anyone seriously that says, oh, hey, he's just like – he was just a college wonder, like he can't fit into the NFL. Like if you have the physical traits and you won in college, you can come into the NFL and in a relatively short amount of time have major success. I just, I don't know. I just think that's interesting to think about because you think about all, all the relatively young quarterback, like you think about arguably like the top five quarterbacks in the league right now. One of them's Patrick Mahomes, who came in and had success right off the bat, basically. Russell Wilson took a little time to develop. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, I'll throw, let's throw one through four out, which I would say would be Rodgers, Wilson, and Tannehill in no particular order. You look at... The, okay, okay, just keep you, going. Keep you going. look at like six through ten. You probably have Kyler Murray in there. He's only been in the league for about a year. You have Josh Allen. He's only been in the league for, what, three years now, and he's already easily a top-10 quarterback. And you look at Justin Herbert. I would argue Justin Herbert is the fifth-best quarterback in football right now, like purely from a film perspective. Like, if you put these guys on a field and you look at their stats and you look at their film, there is no way you can't tell me that he doesn't deserve to be – it's a, it's probably a tight race between him and Deshaun Watson right now, but they are on comparable levels. Like, and he's better than Matthew Stafford. I mean, he is. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, he this is. year he has been. He has like, been better. He, he's better. And 
I mean, you can gasp all you want, man, but he's better. He, he's just awesome. He's an elite passer. He's a top five passer. And I honestly, while I'm just on my hot take streak, I think all three of these guys would make the Hall of Fame. I like I, I think that this might be one of the best quarterback classes we have potentially ever seen. Not that hard to make the Hall of Fame when Eli Manning made it, so I'm not really like I, I wouldn't be. Hey, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. That's, yeah, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Yeah, that's I'm, why he got in. Um, I changed my opinion on who I take if I'm starting a franchise because I looked up their ages and and Burrow is like two years older essentially, so I'd take Herbert. Uh, you know, that youth, that, those years do matter. Age doesn't matter. It, it, in that aspect, though, you can – doesn't matter. The I performance mean, you look at Tom Brady, enough. you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at – I know, not, but the gap is big Wilson enough. Russell Wilson at this point, like, if you take care of your body, you can easily play in the league until you're 43, 44. Yeah, I, you're right. We'll see how long Tom Brady plays. I think he's going to play, like, three more years. But um, So, are we going with – so, what – so, Caleb, you, who did you pick? You didn't pick, did you? I picked the Dolphins. You picked the Dolphins. Eric, are you going with your, your Chargers? Because you're basically a Chargers fan. And we've Yeah, but I've seen this too many times. They'll find a way to lose in the last second. I so picked I'll them last them. week, and I knew I shouldn't them. have. I'll take the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I just I can't buy in on Anthony Lynn as a coach right now. Uh, even though I've I'm, I'm really had a lot of fun watching Herbert play. Uh, give me the Dolphins. I think their defense is going to make the difference. Their defense is underrated, I think. And you've seen what they've done to Jared. They did to Jared Goff, and then they did a pretty good job on Kyler Murray for the most part because uh, it's hard to stop him. He's uh, such a, dimen- a multi-dimensional player now, and he's really he's, – I think he's harder to stop when he's running the football than Lamar is just because of his size is like – and the way he runs, like it's, it's a meme and you laugh at it, but like – Something about it is just it's harder to tackle. And I think I think he might be faster than Lamar. I'm that's what I think. I think that's I think he might be quicker. I feel like his legs move faster than Lamar's. I don't know if like if you put him like side by side in a race, maybe on the foot on the football field he looks faster. I will yeah, say I think that. in a race, field, straight line race, Lamar might win. That's what I'm saying. But on the football field, Tyler Kyler looks faster on the field. I will say that. Kyler looks faster on the football field. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think their defense is going to be the difference here. Brock, what about you? Oh, man, you already know me. I'm a big Brian Flores guy. I said this when they put in Tua. I think that he made the right decision. I think they're playing to win football games right now, and that's what they've done so far. They've won two games with Tua in there. I think they're in win-now mode. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, Eric, just so you know, Broad has been on the Dolphins uh, hype train since, like, the offseason. For a good team. It, he has been hyping them up, and we should have listened to him. I, I did not see this Dolphins team doing that well. I try uh, to tell people, they, man. I try. They have been impressive. Um, all but right. Ryan Tannehill, top five quarterback, I'm not I'm not. Here. Yeah, I can't get behind that. We'll talk I'm about the Titans here in a minute. Probably soon, I'd figure. Caleb, I'm going to go. We're going to go Serpentine here. You're up again. We'll talk about the Seahawks. We'll get it over with. Um, I think that I, I picked the Seahawks to win here, but I, I changed my my uh, my uncertain pick of this week to this very quickly after seeing that we're probably not going to have Dunbar, Shaquille Griffin again. Jamal might not play. We're not getting running backs. 
Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting game. I think that this is going to be a – if Russ doesn't score four touchdowns or five, then we're not going to even have a chance to compete. So we're really going to have to hope for a, a Russ masterclass because if not, the Seahawks are screwed. Did you just say – so Shaquille Griffin's out. Yeah. Quentin Dunbar is out. Most likely Dunbar. Yeah. And Jamal Adams is out? He also might be out, yes. So we're, so we're looking at let me, let me let me paint you all a picture of the cornerback core right now. So we're gonna have Trey Flowers, number one. Yes, sir. We're gonna have probably Ryan Neal, number two. He plays safety, just like y'all know. Uh I think Nico Thorpe's probably gonna get minutes. He's also a safety. Um Yeah, and then after that, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go, you know, baby. Eric, you know who they could have used in Seattle? Bosby. They would have liked him up there. They He didn't make it to you guys, though. The Cardinals had him. We had him. The Cardinals got him on waivers because, for some reason, John Elway thinks he can just get guys back on the practice squad after they prove they can play boundary cornerback. So he goes to the Cardinals, then he gets cut, and then we claimed him again. After our cornerbacks are just right now, it's an injury. It's a hospital in our cornerback room. Um, yeah, yeah, your guys' secondary is brutal. Pete Carroll's got to scheme something up to get that defense looking a lot better because the problem right now for me is they're not even close to the level they need to be to win a playoff game. Oh, yeah. Unless they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the only NFC team right now. The, the Eagles are the Bears. Those are the only two NFC teams right now that are in the playoffs that I could see them beating. This is a big test for them, though, because if you make Jared Goff look like Jared Goff from like two years ago, then you got serious concerns about the Seahawks defense because he's coming off a they're off the bye this week. And he's he played like dog crap against the Dolphins. He had like five turnovers. They scored seven points. And you know it it's gonna be interesting. I'm going with the Rams. I just I have been I've watched a lot of the Seahawks are always on TV and I love watching Russell Wilson play. But I just can't buy in on that defense right now. And you really sold me on the pick with listing the injuries off. And Chris Carson might not play, right? Yeah, he uh, So you're running out DJ Dallas again. You're playing with fire in the Seahawks right now because their division is so tough that you know they they're gonna need a they're gonna need a better matchup in the playoffs in the first round. And if they don't win that division, they're gonna be in a, in a tougher spot. Even though you want to trust Russell Wilson as much as possible. I think the name that you forgot to bring out there was uh, a certain running back from uh, a certain SEC school that's actually going to get some minutes next uh, next week. And it's uh, Mr. Bo Scarborough is actually going to get some. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot they signed him. Yeah, so, or this week. So that'll be uh, an interesting thing to see. I know Snacks Harrison's coming up too this week. Woo! Big Snacks. Uh, Eric, what about you? You know, I know you're, you have the Russell Wilson jersey. Yeah, I mean – you guys say that he's going to need a master class. Like, of course he's going to put up a master class. I mean, if I were a Seahawks fan, I would legitimately never be worried. Like, how could you ever go into a game thinking you're going to lose? Because no matter how many other team points the team, the opposing team throws up on that scoreboard, you're going to have a man behind the bench that is quite possibly one of the top five to ever play the position 
and he's just going to come out and pretty much be a lock to sling like four touchdowns. Like I would just never be worried. I'm so, I'm not at all worried about the Seahawks because everyone says, oh, well, their defense isn't good. Like they can't really, they're going to have to win in shootouts. Okay. They'll win in shootouts. Like you really think Drew Brees can out shoot out Russell Wilson right now? Absolutely not. You really think that Tom Brady can out shoot out Russell Wilson? I don't think so. Maybe the only person that can outshoot Russell Wilson right now in the NFC is Aaron Rodgers. And even then, I'd give the edge to, Aaron, to Russell Wilson. Like, I, I'm just not at all worried about the Seahawks unless, for, God forbid, Russ goes down. Like, they are just a Super Bowl contender as long as he's playing, and especially with the weapons they have now. Like, I, I don't care. Defense is overrated in the NFL. Like, you can win with a great offense, and you can go far with a great offense. And, and this team, as I've said repeatedly, is going to have the greatest offense of all time by the end of the year. See, I'm not I, – I think our argument from two weeks ago, it, it took a big shift, Eric. I don't think he's going to break Peyton's record after last week. What, do you have one touchdown last week, Caleb? One passing touchdown? Passing. Yeah, so 55. He's got to get 56 to break the record. He's got 28. Uh, they're six and two, so they played eight games. Or no, my bad. He had two passing. He's on pace to do it, but this is the game that I was telling you about, Eric. This is the Rams game. The the national Russell Wilson, one of his worst games of the year. It always happens against the Rams. For some reason, their offensive line forgets how to block, and Aaron Donald just takes advantage of it. Just how it goes. I I can't buy in on Seahawks defense. It's one of the worst pass defenses of all time. Uh, we'll see, man. They got to improve. Broad, what's your pick for this one? Yeah, you can preach that offense is more important all you want. I don't believe that. At the end of the day, the Chiefs had one of the best offenses, but their defense last year at the end of the day stepped up and played good defense. That's why they won the Super Bowl. Because Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew played good defense. At the end of the day, if you have one of the – historically worst defenses in the NFL, you're not winning a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. You can, you can tell me all you want that you have Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's MVP this year. I don't care. You have to have a defense to win a Super Bowl, period. You have to have some type of defense. I don't care. Offense does not be – I don't know. You have to have both. You have to have both. So, it's tough for me to pick against Russell Wilson. But after I had the Seahawks, but after hearing all that injuries and all that stuff, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods might have a field day. They're both great receivers. Um, I think golf, I mean, Ed, he's made, we've talked about, we know how we feel about golf, but he can hit open receivers. So if Cup and Woods get open, he's going to find them. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I just, I'm, to be honest, I'm interested to see the Ramsey-DK matchup. I'm kind of excited for that. I want to see one of the better cornerbacks in the league versus probably one of the top receivers in the league right now. And Aaron Donald. I don't Donald, think they'll shadow him, honestly. You don't think? I think I don't think the Rams want to do that, but I would love if they did. Uh, we'll see. Ramsey hasn't been at Ramsey level this year so far, but I think he, it'll be an interesting how, matchup. You know how good he is. But so um, I don't know I'm going with the Rams, even though I, ch- I had the Seahawks at first, but just think it's tough with all the with the. I mean, what I think they're just gonna break right now. They're on pace to break the all-time record by like a thousand yards. Like I think yeah, it's ridiculous. Worst right yeah. Ever. I think it's ridiculous. So, as good as the Seahawks are, I, and how good that offense is, I have the Rams winning this one. 
and the team that they uh, are passing for that worst passing defense record. Uh, let me let me make sure and fact check this, but I'm pretty sure the team went 15 and one, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. You can't win, cannot win Super Bowls without a defense. You cannot. The Green Bay Packers lost to Eli Man. You can't do it. And then the playoffs, so 15 and one Packers team. We'll to have defense. Um, that's going to be a fun game, though. I think golf. I think golf will play well, and he'll make that game a lot more fun than you expect. All right, I'm up, and I, I can't let it. I can't let the topic be forgotten. Uh, Eric, you brought up what 20 minutes ago that Ryan Tannehill was a top five quarterback. He is in the NFL. <laughs> oh my! I so, can name ten people better. I can't name ten better. I can name five. At least. Just not true. You're clearly not watching Ryan Tannehill. I know he's been playing spectacular football, but we're talking Mahomes, Rodgers. Better. Better. Wilson. Better. I'd go Brady. Nope. No. Oh, dude. I think that one game doesn't change that. He's four. He's quarterback four. I think you can make an argument for Josh Allen's better than Ryan Tannehill this year. Definitely not true. Yes, not at all true. Teams um, better. Teams be- at the end of the day, the Bills are, and the the Titans are a fraudulent team. I think the Titans are fraudulent. They're they not, played really well. The their other offense day, is awesome. Their defense has problems, but their offense is like their a defense top, played, played well last week. Offense. But it was the Bears, so uh, so we got Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson. I'm going with Brady on my list, and then I'm trying to think, I'm forgetting somebody. Um. See, I want to give Lamar the benefit of the doubt, but I nah, can't. No, stop right now. sleeping. Stop sleeping on Ryan Tannehill. I can't give him that. Um, I guess it, I don't care. Like I don't care like about what they're playing this year. If you're telling me who do I want on my team, I don't care. If you're if you're telling me top five people, Lamar is better than Ryan Tannehill, and I'm sorry, like that's just how it is. If you if you look at Lamar Jackson and what he's done, I don't care if it's if, even this season. He's had a better. He's had a then not season what he has last year, but he's had a pretty decent season. It hasn't been what he was, but it hasn't been awful. They're six and two at the I mean, like at the end of the day, so they're playing good football. I don't listen, I don't care what you say. I don't see Ryan Tannehill as a top five quarterback. If you want to talk about Justin Herbert's playing better than Ryan Tannehill. So if you want to throw somebody else in there. That's true. You want to throw out there. So let let's be honest here. Like I like I'm just saying just be, I'm not just looking at this season as well as I know we're in like we're looking at it, but at the end of the day, Lamar is a much more talented quarterback than Ryan Tannehill too. So I'm sorry, top five, I don't see Ryan Tannehill in there. What I what I will say is I the only argument Eric makes here is that dating back to last season and like whenever Tannehill came into the lineup, there have been he might have been the he might be the fifth best quarterback since then. I could I mean I think we can agree on that. Like Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, Lamar, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. He has been playing really good football since he came in last year in Tennessee. And that's that's the argument. The other argument is it's Ryan Tannehill. Like I know we saw if we saw so how many years did he play in Miami? Five, four, five? And this is something that it's the late bloomer thing, you know, put him in the right system. Maybe if he had shown me more in Miami, which I hate using that against him, but I don't know. I, I can't, I'll put him on my top 10. I can't put him in my top five right now. 
I can't. And uh, he did not play well last week, um, by the way, Eric. He played pretty bad. Probably uh, it was a Drew Locke against the Patriots type game. I mean, for the most part, if you watch last season, their playoff run was mostly due to Derrick Henry. And when he got shut down against – All right, you guys are just going to hate. I mean, this is a pointless argument to have. Like, haters are just going to – I think that he's been top five since last season. Is that the is that your argument though? Is that or are you saying he's top five right now? He's top five right now. I I, I could say I could say sixth or seventh. I wouldn't put him in my top five. I can't do it. You guys are just wild. It's a big game for him though. I think this this game against the Colts because their defense is. Would we say it's it's pretty good? It's it's a top five defense. Um, uh, it's a it's up and down. It it had that really bad game against the Bengals, just randomly out of nowhere. Was Leonard hurt that game? I know he's been hurt. Was Leonard, Leonard got hurt? I think. I think he's hurt right now. I think. No, he, he came back. He came back in the Lions game because his first game back was against us. And no, I think he, he got hurt again. You think he got hurt again? Because the I think that defense goes as Leonard goes. If Leonard doesn't play de- the play, I think it's tough for them. But if Leonard plays, they're a top five defense. He's he's fine, but uh, I just confirmed he's fine. Eric, outside of the two hundred yard game, Derrick Henry has been so so this season. Do you think that he gets he's about it going? To get good though, he's what? like about two weeks away from hitting. He's about. You think he's about two weeks away from Derrick Henry's prime time? I think tomorrow he's going to have a great game, even though the matchup doesn't look great. Derrick Henry on Thursday night football is like he just hits a different. He hits a different gear in November. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of it is just he's so hard to tackle in November. Everybody's so exhausted. Defenses are getting more fatigued, and man, he just hasn't lit up the stat sheet like you'd expect. I mean, 400-yard games, it's pretty good. But, like, Derrick Henry, like, from what we saw at the end of last year, uh, I think probably he'll probably start putting that up. Uh, he's got three games in, like, week 13 through 15 that are ridiculously easy for him. So, I'm going to go with the Titans because I don't trust Phillip Rivers. And I, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I'm interested to hear your all thoughts on this game. Don't be surprised if the Colts win this game, though, but I, I wouldn't put my faith in Rivers. I'm picking the Titans. I don't put my faith in Rivers. Don't be, be surprised if the Colts win this one. Eric, what's your opinion on Philip Rivers? He's Philip Rivers. I mean, he hasn't changed. He's still the same guy. I, I don't have a ton of analysis on him because, I mean – I've watched like three Philip Rivers games and they're all exactly identical. Like he needs time to throw. He's going to throw a few bad passes a game, but he's a gunslinger and he's going to go out and throw the ball all around because he's Philip Rivers. So I still take Ryan Tannehill and I'm going to take for the Titans. Yeah. I think that's just, it's a quarterback matchup in the end. And Colts running backs are banged up. And I think that's how you honestly would be able to beat the Titans is the run game. And, they're not going to – I mean, you can beat them in the past too, but uh, they're not going to have – I think Jonathan Taylor's banged up. He's not fully healthy, so we'll see what happens. I will say, Phillip Rivers will have time this game. Rivers will have time this game. He you have should, a, yeah. You have a great offensive line against one of the worst defensive lines in the league right now. And in terms – it's 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 a good D-line on paper, but the pressure they get is – Yeah, if you just – if you not, uh, watching them, they're not – they're one of the worst. They, like, last game, whatever, the Bears – we've – we, our buddy, yeah. 
we know about them. We know how bad their offensive line is. So, yeah. Uh, Kayla, are you riding with the Titans as well? Yeah, I think you kind of talked about how teams beat the Titans is through the run, and the Colts have one of the most inconsistent backfields in the league, just depending on who's hot, who gets the ball. It just it, it gets a little iffy. Uh, I will say, though, that JT is playing this week. He is fine. He's been practicing. I'm actually going to start him because I, I believe that they're going to run the ball well enough. So, I have, I have faith in him. But, yeah, I, I think this this uh, this Colts team, the, the offense, gets, it, gets, uh, it gets ugly sometimes. Phillip Rivers, like Eric said, has a few bad passes. Those bad passes turn into, you know, interceptions or just really – bad passes on really big drives and it just gets ugly and I think the Titans have a good enough offense to just carry them home. Yeah, his um, Marcus Peters interception was very uh, interesting. Yeah. It was a really bad call. Um, Broad, you're up. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and I guess while we're on topic, we'll go with the Ravens-Pats game. Uh, the Sunday night game, which I think has the potential to be a good game if we see maybe a good Cam Newton. I don't know how what the receiving core looks like coming into that game. I know it's been banged up. Harry, even though it do, this does not make it any difference because this guy is absolute trash. Nikhil Harry will probably play. Um, Jacoby Myers looks nice, though. I mean, he's all right. Myers is good. He's going to be the only receiver off their roster that they have right now that will actually be on their roster long term. Yeah, I like I like him. I think he's decent. Um, I, think, I think Bill Belichick will have a plan – for them to put in place to be able to get in a chance to have to give them a chance to win the game, um, I'm I have the Ravens right now. When I have the Ravens winning this game, I think that their rushing attack is the best. Their rushing attack is the best in football. J.K. Dobbins is going to get more carries. I think this is. I think Lamar had a good game last weekend. I mean, I know the numbers don't show it, but for the most part, he looked better than what he had all season long. And I think he's going to build on that. And I think the Ravens are going to win this game. Yeah, I think that this game is going to be over by like 10 o'clock because the Ravens are just going to run the ball literally all game. They're not going to throw it. Uh, the Patriots' run defense is really bad. They just can't stop the run. And, I mean, they made the Bills running backs look good. So, uh, I just – I can't get behind. I Cam Newton, he looked – as much as he, you know, the revenge tour now that he's – everybody was writing him off and he beats the Jets on Monday Night Football. Let's be real. It's the Joe Flacco-led Jets that he beat. <laughs> Patriots fans aren't fooling themselves. They shouldn't be. Uh, the Ravens are going to win this one. I think it's going to be rather easy. I think Lamar will have a good game on the ground. I think that, you know, I think Marquise Brown will have a solid game, you know, because they're just going to – the Patriots are going to end up having a stacked box with how much the Ravens are going to be running it. And then that will open up some some deep shots for Lamar and Marquise and – and, you know, Lamar will have that tight end touchdown to a tight end. And, you know, it'll be like a 31 to 17 win. If the Patriots get some garbage time yards to make it look a little better. But uh, Ravens are going to win this one. Uh, not as good a matchup as it would have looked like in the preseason. Eric, what about what's your pick for this game? Um, hmm. Why don't you give me a matchup that you want me to pick really quick? Hmm. Ravens pass the offense versus Pat's pass pass defense. Well, it's a Ravens pass offense because the Patriots – oh, the Patriots just aren't good. Like, 
Everybody likes to say, oh, Bill Belichick, he's trying to keep the Jets from getting Trevor Lawrence. No, they're really just that bad. Like, the Patriots are a bad team. Like, they they don't have any promising players in their front seven. They are completely devoid of talent up front. The secondary has been bad outside of Stephon Gilmore, really. And he's not played recently. And he, and he has not played a lot. I mean, I, I don't think we should spend a ton of time on this game. I, I, the Ravens should blow him out. They should. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I Yeah, Pat, Pats are bad. Their years of bad drafting has led up to this because they have just had really bad draft classes that you write off because of Bill Belichick, but now it's caught up to them without Tom Brady. Uh, Caleb, you're going to go with the Ravens, I guess, right? Lock, you're locking that in. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Uh, all right, Eric. I feel like I know which direction you're gonna go here, so go ahead and go ahead and pick your your next game. Um, hmm, man, well, so many have been picked. Um, I want to pick. I want to have good quarterbacks. Um. Will this be my second pick or my you third? Have two, yeah, you have two picks right here, back-to-back. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm pretty sure – see, this is where I forget. I've got a bad memory. We've talked about Bengals-Steelers, right? Nope. Nope. No, okay, okay. I'll take Bengals-Steelers because uh, I do like Joe Burrow. I mean, we, we had a conversation about him earlier in the podcast. I don't want my Justin Herbert love to come off as Joe Burrow hate. I love Joe Burrow. He's a fun player to watch. He looks calm, cool, and collected. That said, I know a lot of people are going to pick the Bengals to win this game. I would kind of be shocked if they do. I mean, the Steelers' defense is really good, even though they've lost some players to injury. And – I, I just see them – the Bengals' line is so bad, and they've improved marginally, sure, but the Steelers are going to get so much pressure, and, he, and, and Burrow's going to get hit all day, and Ben can fake all the injuries he wants. Everybody knows he's playing Sunday. And this might be the best supporting cast he's ever had as far as wide receivers go. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think right now – is like their number three receiver, but the best of a bunch, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, he, 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 he's so good, but they don't even really have to use him because Deontay Johnson demands most of the touches and Chase Claypool has become a beast in the past few weeks. And then occasionally even James Washington gets going there and you throw in Eric Ebron and this is just, they are just a deadly passing team. And Ben's kind of like Breeze at this point. Not quite – his arm's not quite a shot, but he's a master of the mid-range. He's a perfect point guard, and that's what this offense needs because it's got wide receivers that excel at racking up yards after catch. Uh, so I, I, I think the Steelers win here, and I think they might win sort of convincingly. I just – 
I know everyone's going to pick the Bengals, but I, I don't think this is a game, especially after playing down to the Cowboys. I think the Steelers come out with something to prove and potentially lay a hurting on the Bengals. Yeah, maybe. That's a good point. But I just, I've seen the Steelers play down to their opponents so much that that's why I'm going to go with the Bengals. That's going to be my upset pick of the week. I just, I've, I've seen strides from Joe Burrow these last few weeks. They beat the Titans. That's a team nobody thought they, would gonna, they were going to be heading into that game. And, you know, the Titans played – they played pretty well with the Steelers. They, they kept up with them. They almost uh, put it in overtime. Big Ben, uh, he's on the COVID list right now. I don't know how that's going to work out, but he'll probably play. Like Eric said, he – you know, we know Big Ben. He's a tough guy. He'll, he'll tough it out. I think that the Steelers' pass defense isn't on the level to where they can stop all three of the Bengals' big three wide receivers. That's my opinion. Because I think T. Higgins has surprised me a lot. He's been really good. Uh, A.J. Green's kind of played a lot better recently. And then we all know Tyler Boyd's been really consistent these last few seasons. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I would not be surprised if the Steelers won. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have, the only thing that's concerning is that the Steelers have let up 100 rushing yards or a lot of rushing yards in the last two games against the Cowboys and Ravens, but I don't think that's going to be an issue this game because the Bengals' offensive line is horrific. So I've got the Steelers winning this game. I think it could be close, though. I could see the Bengals making it interesting, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. They pulled out, for the most part, all of their games. They're 8-0. I think they're going to go 9-0. Yeah, the Bengals have been close in, like, every game except that Ravens game they lost. Yeah. It was bad from the start. Caleb, what's your pick for this game? When Bengals, I think you kind of talk about the pass defense. That's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning. I think that people like Tyler Boyd's going to eat in the slot. We're going to see a, a good couple A.J. Green catches, and D. Higgins is just going to eat over the middle. I think that it's going to be – going to come down to – who's going to score the most points, which is a weird saying because the Steelers have been such a good defense so far. I think they will get a lot of pressure, but I think that we've seen enough out of Burrow to see that he's good enough as an improviser to think on his feet and make these plays on his feet that he can escape the pressure and make some really good throws. Yeah. Eric, you are up again. Second last pick of the games. All right. Uh, I have – I believe so. I have Bengals Steelers, so I have my rookie quarterback to watch. Uh, I have Cardinals Bills, so I have my up and comers to watch. You got to go with a classic. I'm going, and this is going to surprise, and we don't have to spend a lot of time, but I, I want to watch Packers Jaguars just because the Packers are going to blow them out. And it's going to be an all-time Aaron Rodgers performance. And it's just going to be fun to watch because Aaron Rodgers is cooking right now. And when Aaron Rodgers gets cooking against a bad defense, look out. They might drop 50. Uh, They they are so much fun to watch right now. And I love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this is going to be bad. I I love Aaron Rodgers so much. And uh, this this is – that that's my pick. We don't have to spend a lot of time because we're we're all picking the Packers. But right, I, I really want to watch Aaron Rodgers just cook. 
Did you watch Jake Luton's game last week? Did you see, have you caught up around to that? Yeah, I mean, he's they, they just keep drafting Gardner Minshew's. Like, he's basically just Gardner Minshew. He's like, he's pretty good. He doesn't have, like, he's not going to blow you away. He's certainly not a top 15 NFL quarterback. But, like, if he strings, like, one or two more games together like he had against the Texans, like, he's going to have a backup career for, like, the next 14 years, just like Gardner Minshew's going to have. Like, they draft pretty well with these late-round guys. I mean, he made a really nice throw to DJ Chark, and he didn't make a ton of mistakes either. He's just kind of a crafty, weird gadget passer, like – Gardner Minshew is I like they're they're similar they're very similar players they just keep drafting Gardner Minshew's and I I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars are able to move the ball a little bit uh of course they'll get blown out but I I I don't think this will be a game where the Jaguars punt like 18 times yeah I feel you I think they'll have a good day on the on the ground Packers defense has been so so and uh, Jair Alexander is in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's cleared it or not, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Packers, I think all of us are going with them. Broad, Caleb, anything you guys got to say about this one? I won't be tuning in. I'll tell you that. I, I will be watching because I like to watch Aaron Rodgers because he's my fantasy quarterback, and yep. he's been the only consistency. I won't be watching. Rodgers is going to eat Packers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Rodgers guy this year because he's been my consistent player in fantasy. Um, all right, Rod, you're up. We uh, have five games left, I think. Yes, let's and see. we're not, I mean, we don't have to talk about uh, well, actually, we'll talk about all of them. Let's see, we have the we Texans Browns left. You know what? Let's please go. Don't, let's go. Please don't talk about all of them. <laughs> Which one do you want to not talk about? The let's Eagles not Giants? talk about the NFC East. Yeah, okay, I can agree with that. I was gonna say that, but then I was like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll skip the NFC East. Nobody wants to talk about those teams. We can talk about the 49ers and Saints. Oh, why? Why would you pick this game? What else? You want the you want the Browns Texans? Is that what you want? Because I this could be more entertaining than this. I don't know if you watched the 49ers last week, but Nick Mullins is terrible. And he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins actually makes that offense move. And he's actually, not. He's yeah, not. I don't know. You dude, clearly did not watch the Packers game. Um, did you see who they had playing football? Richie James was their number one receiver. Bro, that doesn't matter. He, yes, he, it does matter. It does not matter. He, the picks if he you threw don't, were inexcusable. How do you, the plays how do you he made have were inexcusable. You get on yeah. me for saying Ryan Tannehill's a top five quarterback, but you're out here saying, oh, Nick Mullins, he's this revelation of a quarterback. Come on now. The I Saints are going to blow I never said Saints that. are going to blow out the 49ers. This game we shouldn't even be talking about. The 49ers season is done, over, finished. I don't care how many guys they're missing. Nick Mullins is terrible. Nick Mullins was terrible when they bought him in before. He is terrible now. He has regressed. I He did show something at one point in his career. But, like, stop fooling yourself. Stop telling yourself that he's – You're fooling yourself thinking Jimmy G is worth a damn, clearly, because he is not worth – But you think Nick better. Mullins is yes, worth a damn. Nick Mullins makes that offense look better. They're both terrible. They're I mean, both, they're both terrible. 
They're both they're, really they're bad. They're like equal quarterbacks, but Nick Mullins is worse. Look, look, look if Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, if Kittle was healthy, and if Jeff Wilson was playing, that offense would look completely different. I'm but sorry. But they're not. So he's terrible because he's, he's got, not a good quarterback. Jimmy he, G at least oh, would yeah. elevate those. Sorry, I didn't know he was supposed to be an all-star with Richie James as his number one. Jimmy G was him. able to elevate the offense when <laughs> players were out throughout oh, most of last year. Okay, conversation over, Don. Or whatever, Saints win. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, they're both bad. So yeah, I, I hate this bad. argument because they're Jimmy so – it's Jimmy just G not worth it. There's no right answer. Jimmy G would have done argument. nothing different than what Nick Mullins did. They've Jimmy both G- been – Jimmy G has been awful. Jimmy Nick G's Mullins been the been worst a- quarterback on the team. I'm sorry. Jimmy They're G- both Garoppolo pretty bad. I don't know if there's a worse one between the two. Uh, they get paid a lot differently, though, that's for sure. Um, so, we're all going with the Saints. I don't really want to talk about this. Saints looked good last week, but uh, Eric said he wanted another game out of them. I agree. I picked them in the preseason for my Super Bowl, and then last week we did our midseason, and I went off that pick. And, of course, now they make, they're trying to make me look stupid. Um, let's go ahead and get it out of the way, Eric. Ugh, gross. Broncos, Raiders. I mean, I'm going to let you start. Where do you want to start? Like, uh, do they have a chance to beat the Raiders? Yes. The Raiders are not some elite team. All that said, will they beat the Raiders? Probably not. I mean, Derek Carr is Derek Carr is playing the best football he's played since his MVP year. Like. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, he's a fine intermediate passer. He's Like, if you guys are going all out on Joe Burrow because he dominates the intermediate game, nobody dominates the intermediate game like right now like Derek Carr does. You're right. And he occasionally throws, which this is different, he, like, throws, like, two or three deep balls a game, which is good. Josh Jacobs is awesome, as I've said on this podcast before. I mean, they use him like crazy. He is basically their offense. The offense is – they coach around Derek Carr. The offense is Josh Jacobs. Defense is bad. I mean, their best cornerback is um, – oh, what's his name? Trayvon Mullins, I believe. And he's hurt. And he's hurt. Uh, so the Broncos should have an easy team to pass on, but I mean, you kind of thought that with the Falcons, and yeah. and they couldn't, and you kind of thought that with a pretty banged up Chargers secondary, and until the fourth quarter, they couldn't, and you've kind of thought that a lot when they've played these pretty bad secondaries, and they haven't. And that speaks poorly to Drew Locke because last year, because it shows he's regressed because when they played the Texans last year, he had the best performance of his career and looked like a revelation at quarterback. And he's played similar defenses to the Texans this year. And he's never put up anything against them. And I just, he has, 
more weapons this year, I would say. Even with Cortland Sutton out, like, he has more weapons. The amount of times Jerry Judy gets open again is insane. Like, the man might be the best route runner in the NFL. I think he's top three already. But no one's ever going to notice that because the Broncos will lay in obscurity because True Lock's not the guy. And, I mean, at, at this point, I saw they're expanding the playoffs potentially to, like, 16 teams or whatever. If that happens, the Broncos would probably make the playoffs. I cannot tell you how much I do not want the Broncos to make the playoffs. Like, that would just give John Elway such an excuse to stick with Drew Locke for another year. Like, this is my biggest fear, is that John Elway gets through the year and he's like, well, I don't think we've seen enough from Drew Locke. And he comes back next year and he's terrible. And then just like that, we've wasted a generational quarterback class. And we still have freaking Drew Locke. I mean, the Broncos find a way to disappoint me every week. And when they don't, I'm pleasantly surprised. And then I get my hopes up, and then they disappoint me again. And I probably would have picked the Broncos if they could have beaten the Falcons. But you can't even beat the Falcons. Like, I get their offense is good, and I get that the secondary was hurt. And I do believe the Broncos' defense is going to look much better against the Raiders. But, like, the fact Drew Locke basically had 100 yards before the fourth quarter is inexcusable. He should have gone into the third quarter having, like, 250 yards. Like, he should have – like, passers drop 450 yards on the Falcons on, like, a weekly basis. And he didn't. He couldn't. And all he does is put up garbage time stats. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're you the, know how I feel about Drew Locke. I don't you're the garbage time. You hate garbage time. I hate garbage time. Because he's tricking them. He's tricking those dumb fans. He's tricking those Chris predominantly orange guys. He's tricking those guys into saying, oh, look at Drew Locke's stat line. It's like, okay. But, like, he didn't really make that many great throws. And he continually puts them in second and long situations and fails at early down success, which every analytics nerd ever and most of the NFL is now starting to realize is like one of the most important factors for success. The fact that he can't have success on first downs is troubling. And you can blame Shermer all you want, but guys are getting open Drew Locke literally can't turn his head. He just cannot turn his head. He all, all you have to do, this is what infuriates me. All you have to do is shift your shoulders, turn your head, look at Jerry Judy, like look toward KJ Hamler. Like KJ Hamler has been getting open on the L22 too. I can't, and he's so good. They, that end around they gave him was one of my favorite plays they've run this year. Like he's so fast and like, Deshaun Hamilton's going to move and he's going to become an excellent wide receiver three somewhere else because the Broncos have a problem at quarterback and may have since 2015 and they're the same team. And I don't know why I keep rooting for them because they're terrible. I mean, 
I see. I'm 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 so like conflicted. Rod has gotten on me because I'm so up and down, and I try. I've been trying to be better recently. Be I did down. Say, it's more fun to be down. I I don't want to be down though. I I told them. I said I'm not going after what I did in the Chargers game in the second. This guy second, crazy. Broad and Caleb, is this guy crazy? <laughs> like, but but in the Chargers game, I was in our group chats and I was really mad. I was like, because I was messaging with you, and I was like, I'm so tired of this dude. Like, we just can't find a quarterback. Like, this guy sucks. I was saying a lot of stuff that I should probably shouldn't have said in the long run, and then he comes back and wins. So he draws me back in, like you said. They always bring you back in, uh, and then I was like, you know what? They actually have a chance to win uh, last week. I knew they were losing when Bryce Callahan was ruled out right before the game. I was like, yeah, no shot they win this game. They're not going to be able to stop Just the Falcons. Just weren't even competitive, though. That was the, the defense. Yeah, the defense was awful. The offensive line was terrible. Locke was not good uh, until the fourth quarter. If you want to say that's a product of prevent defense, whatever, there's a there's film that says otherwise. But it's, it's all it's, – it's garbage time nonetheless. Somehow they still had a shot to win the game at the end of the game. But that's the weird thing. And it's like, is that just Falcons going to Falcons? Like what? I don't know how they had a drive at the end of the game where if they had gone down and drove and scored a touchdown, the game would have been tied and they would have gone to overtime. The thing with Locke is that, dude, I Judy's open all the time. Like, and it's hurting me because, like, he honestly, if, if they threw, they had a competent quarterback, he would probably be having the best rookie, uh, the best season for a rookie wide receiver of all time. Like passing OBJ in 2014. Like he's always open. And there are people that have scouts that have said this. He is, he has a shot to be the best wide receiver. Uh, he's going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft class. I think that people overlooked him because, you know, Ruggs is so fast. Well, Judy literally gets separation like I've never seen. I don't know if you've seen anybody like him, Eric. Like, the guy is literally insane. His routes are just ridiculous. If they keep – dude, if they keep wasting – if they waste him – I'm not saying Drew Locke's wasting these guys, but look at these guys. This is going to help you. Even if they're – like, I don't care, like, if you're not supposed to. Dude, look at them. Bro, if they're in your third read, I don't care, dude. Just look at these guys. They're open all the time. I I have hope that the Broncos will be competitive in this game. I think that they they have got to score a touchdown in the first fucking half, dude. Like, I'm so tired of it. I don't – dude. I think last week was just – the offensive line was so bad that it it and it just it was a it was down the downhill from the start. They went down what seventeen nothing and yeah, it's just downhill from the start. I'm gonna go with the Raiders though because I know not to trust Denver anymore. I've learned that. Uh, Broad, what about you? Y'all said everything that could possibly be said. So I chose the Broncos this game. Oh, what about you, Lev? Yeah, man, uh, I picked the I picked the Raiders. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is gonna have a field day, and I think that uh, just overall they're gonna waste a lot of time, run the ball a lot, and it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a close one down the end. But I think Jacobs scores at least once, maybe twice, wins them the game. That'll be interesting because they they've been really good. Their linebackers, their inside linebackers have been really good this year for Broncos, especially when it comes to run defense. 
Yeah, Shelby like, Harris is out again, though. Like, jo- Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson have been monsters in a run game. Yeah, that's pretty much all they can do is run defense. I would disagree. I think Jules played pretty well in coverage as well. Yeah, he's played um, a lot better than I thought he would, but but I just I I don't really see a ton of Josh. I, the Broncos might have a chance, but this game's going to be a Derek Carr game, and, and I think it's going to be a big Derek Carr game. And I think this might be a Henry Ruggs game too. I, I honestly do think this might be a game where he shows some flashes. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done much this year. He has. I mean, yeah. they, he's a good decoy for them on the field, but uh, it'll be interesting. Darren Waller, he's going to have a big game too. Broncos can't cover tight ends. Uh, that's a historic fact. If your tight ends playing the Broncos, start them. Um. All right, Caleb, you're up. You got two games, two picks. Uh, all right, well, I'll just pick the Vikings Bears so we can talk about that because I feel like that's one of the last somewhat interesting ones. And I, I really – I don't have a lot to say. I really want to hear what you all say because this was, this was really close for me of who I picked. Yeah. Go ahead, Brock. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because the Bears are a top-five defense. I mean, Dalvin Cook, I don't think it really matters what type of defense he's playing, though, right now. I think he's on another level. So, I don't know. I have – I think I had the Vikings winning this game, I believe. Maybe. Mm-hmm, you did. Yeah, I did have the Vikings winning this game. I think they're a lot better than what their record shows. I watched them last week. I know it's not too much against us, but they're a pretty good football team. If Kirk Cousins plays just okay football, I think they can win – just about against half teams in this league. Um, but I don't think the Bears are anything special. I don't think that their offense can move the football at all. So I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, I picked the Vikings last week. I said they were my team that was going to surprise people in the second half because they were going to be a lot better than like they had been. It looks good so far. Dalvin Cook is insane. Um, sheesh, man. I just That's all I got to say. It's like I, I know the Bears' defense is good. But how many times can they take Dalvin Cook? Can they stop him? They can't. I don't know how long you can contain him for. And in the end, it's a no-brainer to take Kirk Cousins over Nick Foles. You know, I'm not – the Bears' offense is really bad. And their defense is really good. And that's the sad thing. It's like the Broncos of the NFC. It's like the exact same situation. Like, they don't have a young quarterback, but they have a bad one. Um, Give me the Vikings here. I think Dalvin Cook won't put up 200 yards, but he will. He'll get in the end zone a couple times. They they are determined to do that. And I think Kirk Cousins will have a good game. I think it's Thielen's going to get back on track as well. I don't know because Fuller's going to – I don't know who Fuller's going to guard, whether it's going to be Jefferson or Thielen. Whoever Thielen can do it against Fuller, though. He'll be out. I don't know. Fuller's had a fantastic year. He has, but Thielen's really talented. So, Eric, what about you? Uh, I'm interested in the Vikings because they've lined it up for Kirk Cousins to do well. Uh, because when he can rely on that running game, he's he's played the best uh, of his career, the best games of his career. Um, so I'm gonna go Minnesota here. Yeah, I think that Minnesota's favored by like three or four, so it's not really. It's the the 
spread is not favorable to the Bears in any game they've played this year. Their stats, they FYI, they do not like the Bears. Caleb, you're going with the Bears? Uh, I think that at the end of the day, we're going to see Dalvin Cook. We're going to see a lot of them. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see a, a ton of him breaking 40, 50-yard runs like he does every other game. I think that the Bears have enough good tacklers in the linebacking core and safety core to really stop that. But what I will say is Aaron, Rob- Aaron uh, Robinson's been playing really well recently. And I think that Foles has just found that if he's in one-on-one coverage, he's catching the ball 70, 80% of the time. He's, he's really looked that way a lot. And I think that if he can just throw a couple more intermediate routes, just, you know, getting them up the field, then I, I don't see them having problems scoring touchdowns on this Vikings defense. I really don't. I think that it will rely on Foles. He has to make the throws. But if he can, I, I just don't see a problem because I think this Vikings defense has been really lackluster recently. So I, I think that – I think that I think that it's gonna be a close game, but I'm gonna give it to the Bears. Yep, they're gonna be. It's it's a iffy Monday Night Football matchup. It's a lot better than this past one, but it's still not something that you're really like clamoring to watch. Uh, so the last game, since we're not talking about the NFC East games, Texans Browns. I think Deshaun Watson is the exact reason why QB wins don't matter, and Eric has been a really big. He's really pushed this down to me and told me that QB wins don't matter. And Deshaun Watson, what do they want in the two and seven? Two, they're two and two and seven or something like two and six or two and seven. He's been playing really good football. Their defense is terrible. Uh, his offensive line sucks. He doesn't have great receivers. Cooks has been surprisingly good. And Will Fuller uh, has been really good. But those two are it. He doesn't have a tight end to rely on. Running back sucks. Yeah, the running back, David Johnson's not even going to play, so he's going to run out with Duke Johnson as his RB1. Give me the Browns in this one, even though I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Uh, curious on your own thoughts here, though. Chubb, I think, is going to play this game. I think he's leaning towards playing this game, so I think that's a good for the Browns. I think once Chubb comes back, they're going to lean towards a more run-heavy offense. And I think the defense of the Texans just sucks, so I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lean Browns as well. Yeah, about you. Yeah, I'm finishing the trend here. I'm going Browns. They were my my early fade before I picked the Seahawks to fade, but yeah, I think that I think that they're gonna dominate in the run, waste a lot of time, win this game. Uh, I wouldn't say by a whole bunch, but by by a good amount, seven fourteen points. All right, so that is uh, it for the picks. Just real quick, running through, uh, we're all going with the Eagles over the Giants, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Eric, you're going with the Eagles over the Giants? Yeah. I'm actually going to go Giants uh, okay. just because I like chaos. Uh, yeah, likes chaos. Oh, okay, they're coming off a win. Daniel Jones has the never NFC beaten. East, literally anything can happen. He's never beaten a team other than the Washington football team, though. Literally anything can happen. It's the NFC yeah. East. You're, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for the NFL Week 10 slate. It's an it's a all right slate. It's not – nothing's crazy, but uh, a lot of afternoon games, which is really cool, uh, with the Masters happening on Sunday. Uh, CBS does not have any early games. They are actually just going to get a lot of afternoon games. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Eric, where can we find you on your social media? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Tristan. Always have a fun time. Thank you for tolerating me. 
uh, Caleb and Broderick. I appreciate you both. Um, at Eric18Utah on Twitter, at EndZonePod. That's the podcast Twitter. Go check us out. Leave us a five-star review. We're on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere that you get your podcasts. Thanks for having me, Tristan. And I actually got to bounce right now. But thank you for having me. And I look forward to doing this again at some point. Uh, both of you guys, best of luck with the Seahawks and Lions, guys. Uh, see you all later. Bye-bye. See you, Eric. Later. All right. We're not going to do the intro. I'm not even going to upload this as an episode because I forgot to record like for a minute. So we're just going to, we're just going to have it. Well, no, I didn't like, I recorded like very quickly, but like it missed like the first part of it. And I don't want to have to edit like that. And even then I don't want to have to edit it backwards. It's just going to be a whole thing. Uh, but it is going to save on the Twitch channel. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, when, 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 I was kind of surprised. I thought we were going to go a little longer because uh, usually with Eric on, our episodes have been longer. They tend to be longer. Uh, but we are, uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week. I don't know what day it's going to be, but it's probably going to be another primetime episode. Yes, sir. And we will have a one of our friends on uh, on for guest picking NFL games. Uh, probably that's it because I don't think any college football games. I'm not even – we haven't really stressed about those, and a lot of them got canceled this week, so – uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, as always, follow us on the Unfinished Business Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Yes, follow us on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hopefully next week will be the first time we're actually going to go live because YouTube just doesn't want to cooperate for some, for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Unfinished Business Podcast, out. Later.